The iPhone 12 and 12 Pro are now available at Apple stores, both physically and online. But are people actually going to show up to those big, usual, splashy launches? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is Eli Blumenthal, who actually took a stroll down to an Apple store in Manhattan. Welcome, Eli. Thank you for having me. So you, on your own, went down casually to check out what the scene was like. Uh, Describe what you saw. Sure. The weather in New York this morning wasn't bad, so I was curious and tried to try to get out a little bit when the weather is not bad. Uh, walked down to the Upper West Side Apple Store just to see what was going on, and it was pretty tame, especially compared to prior iPhone launches. There were no long lines wrapping around several blocks as there have been in the past. Didn't appear. I got there at about eight thirty, eight forty. There wasn't anyone seemingly camped out overnight. It was a very muted iPhone launch, which makes sense for a number of reasons. One, pre-orders have gotten a lot better for doing online orders. And two, we are in a pandemic and Apple was doing temperature checks and they're being very, there was spacing and markings on the floor so that people can keep social distancing. They were handling it very well. And it seems like people also are recognizing the fact that this is a new iPhone. It's as nice as 5G and all the new features might be. We are still in a pandemic, so... That's nice to see. I'm glad to see that folks here in New York were, were relatively responsible. Uh, I know our colleague, Daniel Van Boom, covered the launch down in Sydney. Now, in Sydney, things are, in Australia, things are generally better. The, the infection rates are much, much lower. Um, and so, you know, folks are more free to go out. But even there, he noted that, you know, there were a few dozen people in line for the Apple Store. Um, and that was fewer than a year ago, which, again, was fewer than a year the year before. So, um, you know, even in, in areas where the coronavirus hasn't, you know, hit folks as hard, there, there seems to be a bit of a, a, a drawback there. You know, I've covered these things for, for years, as you have, Eli, like, these lines don't really mean anything in terms of actual demand, right? This is, this is a lot of this is show and, and, and just sort of uh, appearances, right? I feel like at one point they did, early years of the iPhone, I remember way back when for the iPhone 4, just as a consumer lining up in, in a store and, and staying online for hours. And, and you talk to people and, and the people also waiting online for hours were similarly very interested in getting this phone and they were actually wanting the phone for themselves. In recent years, as I've covered this for, for various outlets, it's definitely changed. It seems like the more people you see on these lines, sure, there are some Apple fans, some people who really want the latest and greatest. There seems to be a larger contingent of people who come from overseas and just want to get it, get as many as they can, get back on a plane to wherever they're going or send it off to whoever they need to send it off to and uh, try to make a a quick buck off of it, which there probably is a, a decent industry for it as evidence for the fact that people for I remember for the iPhone 6 lined up three or four weeks in advance just to try to be first and try to sell their spots in line and to try to be able to take that phone and sell it overseas as fast as possible to make the most profit. Yeah, I, you make a really good point. There is definitely that resale market. It's, you know, Apple's launching in a, a good number of markets this year. So it's unclear, particularly in China. I know China and Russia were some of the, the, the bigger markets, uh, sort of in the, the earlier days of the iPhone when they weren't available. It would take weeks before those phones were available there. And so, yes, I definitely saw a lot of uh, folks 
clearly looking to buy these phones and, and either travel or ship them back to, to Russia or China. Uh, I also noticed, uh, you know, especially as it got later on and like there were fewer fanboys, but there were still some like the ones at the beginning or at the, at the start of the line trying to be very first. A lot of those folks you know, weren't just there to be because they were fans. A lot of them were, were there because they were trying to pitch something. You know, someone was you know holding up a sign for some app or whatever. It became it became a marketing stunt in in and of itself. Um, and so it's it's interesting how it's evolved. Like at this point, I feel like this year really kind of shines the light on the fact that you really really don't need to be in line for one of these things. Uh, for a lot of folks, I mean, the the online process is a lot better. Online activation is better. Uh, and we're not just saying Apple stores in general. Like you can, you don't have to go to a Verizon store or a T-Mobile store. Like uh, online is, uh, frankly, a much better option, particularly this year, right? Yeah, online has gotten significantly better, especially compared to obviously those early years. But even recent years, where you've had pre-order issues and and sites going down and supply issues, where you really weren't sure you'd be able to get a phone for quite a while, Apple seems to have gotten that sorted out for for these new iPhones where sure you may not get it today on October 23rd but you'll still get it within the next couple of weeks whereas I remember for the iPhone 10 there were some delays that stretched out months so it's it's definitely on a whole bunch of different fronts gotten a lot better no definitely and in, in terms of the the store uh, the Apple Store policy. You know, I talked to Apple a couple days ago. They, they mentioned doing things like and I think one of the reasons why you probably didn't see a huge line was uh, they said that they they prepared for this. If lines had gotten long, they would actually start handing out tickets for appointments for later that day, so you could just sort of come back at a, a designated time rather than wait in line. They'd actually prefer people not stay in line and have that line wind around the block, uh, which is what I feared. What I wrote a commentary about this yesterday, really advocating for people to stay away from these stores, stay away from the lines, uh, and, and sort of resist the temptation to, to participate in that, that iPhone launch hoopla. Uh, and it looks like folks are, um, at least here in New York, uh, are at least respecting that and, and, and you know, taking the necessary precautions given what's going on with the coronavirus still. Yeah, it definitely seems like that is the case. Um, uh, the Apple store, when I was there, there's only a handful of people, I think three or four online and, and probably a bit more in the store. Um, but I was talking to one of the Apple store reps who were there and they said they're not taking any walk-ins, which is very different. A lot of the people you see, there's usually two lines, at least for some of the bigger stores where you have one line dedicated to people who made reservations and pre-ordered to pick up their phone at the Apple store. And then you have another group, which is just people who decided to just, you know, they want this new iPhone. They didn't make a pre-order. They didn't make a reservation. They just want to walk in. Today, they weren't doing any walk-ins, at least at this store. From what I was told, they were only doing reservations. Anyone who was there, they reserved between that hour or so that they were going to get their phone. And that's when they showed up. So that, that was definitely something different to see as far as uh, how Apple's approaching this. Um, I had a friend actually who was walking uh, on his way to work. He, he stopped by, he passed Grand Central Station. There was not a large line at that store either. I don't know if they're doing the same reservation versus walk-in system, but he sent me some, some pictures of what was going on. It was just a couple of people also in line, even though they prepared for a possible large showing, there's just a handful of people there. He walked by uh, Fifth Avenue, the Apple store, the big cube, the flagship store. And he said that 
he guessed around 50 or so people were in line, but they were snaked, so, so not in a straight line, uh, and also socially distanced, which was uh, good to hear. Yeah, definitely. I know, uh, you know, if you're looking to pick up a phone, the a number of Apple stores have set up these sort of express kiosks where you don't even have to go into the stores. You just, you know, you sort of show them your code. You pick up the phone. It's a pretty quick process. I know that's available in just a, a handful of the several hundred stores that they have here in the U.S., but they're supposed to be expanding doubling the number of those those express kiosks over the the next couple of weeks which you know not just for today and the launch day but you know we've got the launch of the iphone 12 pro and iphone 12 mini next month and really we're going to see purchases out throughout the holidays so it's, it's good to see that apple is taking some extra steps to you know minimize the risk when you actually do have to go to the store to pick up one of these devices yeah it's, it's great to see an entire on brand for apple this is something that I would expect them to do, given the way they talk about both the environment and social issues and things that are going on in the world. So it's nice to see that they're actually following through here and taking the precautions necessary to keep people safe, both their employees and people who are looking to buy new iPhones. Yep. And you know, the, I guess the, the interesting follow-up question is, you know, given the fact that there are, there are a lot fewer people who are waiting in line this year, does that... Does that kill the momentum? Like, come next year, hopefully, when things get back to normal at, at that point of you know fall of twenty twenty one, and we're not worried about getting sick. Do you think the lines will be back, or are we are we getting past that point where you know the the iPhone hoopla is enough to draw people in, and that there will still be lines? Do you think do you think this this year changes anything, or is this more of an aberration? That's a good question. I think it depends on a number of factors. One is obviously the, the biggest one with the pandemic is, is there's a vaccine and when do we get back to, if not normal, a sense of normal? I think that that's a big driver. Um, it'll also be interesting to see what the actual product is. I mean, as much as there's a lot new and these iPhones are, our colleague Patrick Holland reviewed them and gave it, I believe, a 9.6 out of 10 iPhone 12 and 12 Pro um, said I think they're the best iPhone Cena has ever reviewed, and they're excellent devices, but they look largely similar to an iPhone 10 to an iPhone 11. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't knock the flat edges, man. The flat edges are nice. <laughs> I, I think the design looks great. I'm very eager to test out 5G and to test out some of the new camera features. Of course. Um, and then I think there's a lot here. The MagSafe edition is big. But I think the next time we might see something crazy is when Apple does something radical, whether that's a foldable device of some kind, which there have been rumors randomly and patent filings and things, um, something that really shakes up the iPhone. The last time we really saw crazy lines was... I think I think was the iPhone 10, and that was obviously the big yeah. redesign. Yeah, yeah. And granted, those lines were more muted compared to something like the iPhone 6, which was also a major step. That was the first time the iPhone went from above, I think the iPhone 5 had a 4-inch screen, the iPhone 6 had a 4.7-inch, and the Plus had a 5.5-inch screen. Yep. So that was the first time Apple really made a big phone, and that was a big deal. Until Apple does something that really shakes up what the experience of the iPhone is, I don't think we're going to see those lines, but do you think that yeah, putting on your prognostication cap, like do you think that 
Apple will do something radically different next year, especially given they've had this pattern of doing now big refreshes every three years. This is this was the big refresh, and and yeah, it wasn't a huge change. Like there's still the notch, but physically the phone does look different. Uh, they added the mini, obviously. Um, do you think that's enough? Like with next year, are they going to? sort of continue that trend of, of not doing any hardware changes, but really changing the specs and the camera? Uh, or do you think they are due for something, an even more dramatic change with the with the family? I think they are due for a dramatic change, and but I don't know what exactly that dramatic change will look like. There's been a lot of talk that MagSafe is really the ushering in of a portless iPhone, where the lightning cable goes away and they can really then start to experiment with the hardware because you don't have to have any cutouts for basically anything but the speakers at that point. Um, now, will dropping the lightning cable get people to line up overnight? Probably not. But it opens up the door for them to start doing some, some bigger things. So I think we're starting to see some of this, those seeds being planted now. Whether that happens next year or in a couple of years, I'm not really, I'm not really sure to say. I'm 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 a little skeptical that they'll make any big changes. I, I agree that there'll be minor things, whether they tweak the camera, you know, change or improve MagSafe, but physically, you know, I feel like they've settled in this pattern and this three-year upgrade or this three-year cycle it matches up very well with sort of the, the three-year upgrade cycle for a lot of folks, right? It used to be we would upgrade every year, then it's it kind of pushed back to two years. Now we're really holding onto our phones a little bit longer. I feel like that three-year time, like it, at this point, they're just basically serving that customer that bought that phone three years ago and is looking for an upgrade, um, and 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 adding a different, slightly different design, like this year adding five G, obviously, is that extra push to get people to upgrade? But I don't know. We'll see. I, maybe I'm just being cynical. I just I don't imagine there will be a lot of huge physical or aesthetic changes to next year's iPhone. Um, but you know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's still early. We, we we only just are getting the the iPhone 12s on the market, and we only only have two of them. We only have half the lineup out. Right. The other half right. is coming in uh, in early November. Um, and also, it should be noted that, judging by some analyst reports, pre-orders are going pretty well. Um, the noted Apple analyst uh, Min Chi Ko estimates that pre-orders were more than double. For the iPhone 12 compared to the iPhone 11. So it's not like Apple needs to do anything. They're going to sell a ton of these devices. And there are some really aggressive, to your point on, on how people upgrade, there are some really aggressive deals in that two, two and a half, three year window. If you're willing to stay with AT&T for 30 months, you can get an iPhone 12 for free. So people are still going to get these phones. And they're going to get them in large numbers. I, I have no doubt that they're going to get this. This is what I'm talking about, though. Like the iPhone 10 was the last big draw. That was three years ago. Three years have passed. Folks who bought an iPhone 10 are looking to upgrade. That's where the iPhone 12 comes around. I don't think that Apple is going to make significant changes over the next year or two because folks who are buying now, to your point about the the kind of deals that we're seeing, they're probably hanging on to their phone for at least three years because these phones are they're, they're all kind of like almost as good as you can make them, right? And like if you buy a phone right now, like you're you're good for a couple of years, right? It used to be, I think when, when phones were more of an exciting space, like you'd want to upgrade once a year. I mean, I did for a while, I upgraded every year and 
that become a pretty expensive habit. But I, I feel like for a lot of folks, they're fine holding onto these phones a lot longer than, than before. Oh yeah. That's definitely seems to be the case. And, and these phones out of, you know, Apple phones in general are pretty solid purchases just because Apple supports them with software for several years. Um, but with 5g and obviously there's a lot of work that needs to be done in 5g. And for a lot of people today, it's not going to be a game changing feature. Like some of the ads are touting it to be and some of the marketing from the carriers are touting it to be, but the fact that this supports 5g allows you to have that type of peace of mind that sure. You may not get all the new improvements that happen to 5g over, you know, the next two or three years, because there are going to be some things that will require new hardware, but it will allow you to start getting those ben- some of those benefits, some of the faster speeds without having to trade in your device or without having to upgrade. You buy this, you should be good for at least the next year, two years on getting, on really starting to see the benefits of this new technology, which just adds to the value proposition. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, did you, on a personal note, did you attempt to buy an iPhone yourself? Uh, they weren't taking walk-ins and I did not make a pre-order. Uh, I also, I like the, the bigger phone, so I'm waiting on the Max. Gotcha. I think a lot of folks are. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on next month to talk about the Max when, uh, when it launches. Eli, thank you for your time. You can read all of our launch coverage on CNET.com. And if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or send me a text message by signing up at 646-461-4291. Also, please subscribe and rate the show. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.